Hi, it's Megan, and thank you so much for joining us for this week's episode of Woo is Fuck. This week is actually part two of our duality release, where you can see the high energy and the low energy. In this week's episode, we talk all about our struggles and where we were and wanting to give up on everything. And we kind of work through that in real time for you guys. So if you're also going through something similar, you have us to kind of keep you company in it. I hope that you guys are all having a wonderful day. I hope that you enjoyed the uh, duality release and let's get into it. Hi, it's Megan. And this is Lissa. And welcome to this week's episode of Who is Fuck? Welcome. Or the energy is, uh, <laughs> well, can you guys tell? Our energy is just not where it normally is. It's Even been a my, rough weekend. My, me saying this is Lissa sounded weird. Hi, I'm Lissa. Yeah. It's my name. Yeah. And the amount of times I've said, like, hi, it's Megan. Um, I don't know. Sometimes it doesn't sound like words to me anymore, especially when I'm recording the intro. Uh, that is what I get hung up on the most is I'm like, hi, it's Megan. Hi, it's Megan. And I just say that over and over again until it sounds right. Your intros are getting really good, by the way. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Not that they weren't good before, but no, they're so good. I'm like, damn, she's like concise and succinct (laughs) and like her voice is right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm into it. But um, yeah, you guys, we're struggling. Megan, do you want to talk about the overall yeah, so overall, I think the energy for both of us have been um, fuck all of our hopes and dreams. Let's just go back to the 3D grind, I think, to to summarize it shortly and succinctly. I couldn't have put that better myself. That's been exactly the energy. It's it's literally been uh, this last week of... Uh, well, it started off. Let's 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 start where at the beginning. It started off with, "Oh, our hopes and dreams are so big. Let's shoot for the stars." And then and then we shot a little too high and got real discouraged super fast. And then it was like, "Let's just let's just let's just not fuck all this and I'll just, you know, waitress full time or go back to some sort of like quote unquote legitimate counseling position and then Megan was having similar thoughts but we were having these thoughts separately of each other and we didn't know so literally I was waitressing um the other night and I uh FYI I waitress and bartend if anyone's confused by that I do I do both so um and I messaged Megan and I was like can you help me and tap in for a minute here because I'm just I'm like not okay and I don't know why I'm not okay but I'm not okay I'm feeling like I can't do anything anymore and that I need to just stop everything and go back to to whatever makes the most money and that's when she said you want to pop in oh yeah I don't know exactly what I said but essentially the vibe was same um because I was in in that exact moment I was laying in bed I had just spent the entire evening spinning on um why am I doing any of this why am I trying why am I putting myself out there I don't like to put myself out there this is uncomfortable um and just like screw it i'll just i'll just work and not have ambitions that's actually what it felt like like i don't want ambitions anymore i'm done 
Same. Yes, yes, yes. That's exactly, it feels like, um, the emotional role. Well, here's what it is. And, um, apparently I can get channeled information even when I'm feeling like shit. That's good to know. I was really thinking that today I wouldn't get anything, but I'm kind of already getting it, which is like, as we learn how to be more authentically ourselves and show up in the world that way. And when we take that into our, I don't even want to say professional lives, because it's not like we're getting paid for this right now, but, um, it creates, um, it's like, how do you say, well, before, so before when I worked at a nine to five and I was in a relationship that I, that was different than the one I'm in now, I could be unconscious most of the time. And as boring and as sort of numb as that is, it didn't require emotional work. I was able to just be sort of unconscious and function on autopilot and not really have to worry about anything. And if stuff did come up, I could just work through it in my mental sphere really quickly. And now that we're fully activated and like aware and awake, although it goes back and forth, of course, um, it feels like the weight of what we're doing is so much more intense that there is a huge desire to just want everything to be meaningless again. Yeah, I think whenever I get really triggered in this feeling and I like start to loop on it, it is exactly what it is, is like that version of myself doesn't have worries. It's like you're just on autopilot 24-7 and it's so much easier to exist because right now feelings are big and plans are big. They're not just like an idea. They feel like whole ass timelines that you're like anchoring in and the work feels so hard and Every time that I get into that place, my immediate thing is like, well, screw it. I'll just go work in a cubicle. I don't have to with my line of work, but that's the vibe. Like, I'll just go work in a cubicle nine to five and then um, come home and watch TV and just uh, exist on autopilot forever. And that sounds super nice. And it, I know and like it wouldn't actually be nice, but it's something about the idea of not having to be present in my body all the time would be great. It would be nice to not have to feel everything all the time. I think that this is what it's really boiling down to is like feelings are hard. And when you are someone that was capable of repressing and not feeling and or boxing them, I'm very different with this than Megan is. Like I legitimately can just repress emotions and not feel them. I was watching, um, if anyone's seen The Maid it's or hasn't seen it, it's so good. It's on Netflix. Um, I was watching that with my partner and there were scenes in that show that literally, this is part of why I was so triggered this week. I remembered things that, how do you say, it's not even like I forgot them. It was embarrassing stuff in a, in a, in an old relationship <coughs> that, um, I don't even know how to explain it. i literally didn't even take is the it time. like you were um, reviewing your past actions from the lens that you currently have your current perspective and you were kind of unhappy with the way things were handled? Yes. Yes, it was. Well, first of all, yes, definitely, definitely. Um, I was embarrassed and disgusted with myself uh, for how I handled things in the past. And I and that was because of how I was currently viewing it on this show because I'd been through the same circumstance. But also, here's the kicker. I completely omitted that from my memory. So it wasn't until I saw this particular scene where I even remembered that this thing had happened to me in the first place. And then, so I was disgusted and embarrassed by how I handled it, um, which was by avoiding the fact that it happened completely. But I also literally omitted from my brain that it ever even happened. So um, 
that is a really good example of the beauties of being numb and on autopilot because you don't have to deal with shit like that. And then when you're conscious and aware and awake, it's like you can't just uh, have an experience that creates some sort of friction or discomfort without acknowledging it and seeing it and releasing it and owning it and all of these things. And we'll talk more about that because that's a big part of what I've been doing this week. But um, it it was uh, the recognition that like, oh my God, you can you can be so asleep in the dream that you don't even encode memories of shit that actually happens to you. Like not even not forget it, just not be present or aware enough to retain it in the first place. Yeah. And I think that's really what it is, is you're not present and aware enough to really even like form those neural pathways to like retain that information because you're just like, uh, and you're there, but you're not really experiencing it. You're living it, but you're not experiencing it. And I can I hear know. people asking specifically what the fuck I'm talking about. Can you hear that? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's I'm gonna entirely give- up to you to share. Yeah, I'll I'll be super general with it, you guys. Um, my uh my first partnership was um, uh, a really really tumultuous one because the individual I was with uh, was struggling with addiction issues, and uh, this person is a gentle, sweet, and kind soul that just really really struggles. And um, I there's a scene. So this this show, the maid, she's um, uh, in a partnership with an alcoholic, and then they they separate, and she's trying to co-parent. And so there were these scenes of this shit that this guy would do and um, and just the absolute horrific aftermath of that. Like this woman ended up getting kicked out of her house because of some stupid thing he did and all that stuff. And uh, I had memories flood back of uh, mm, behaviors and experience like uh, circumstances that I put up with that I forgot about. But then the aftermath of, oh, and then I just swept it under the rug as though it never even happened in the first place wait a minute, how did I continue to stay with this person after these things happened? Like I for, like I just literally didn't even, like I just moved on. It was like, okay, new day. <laughs> but anybody anybody who's been in a relationship with somebody active in their addiction knows full well that um, there is the addiction, the substance use disorder, and then there's the individual. And the individual is struggling and hurting and wants to do better. And they are not a bad person. Um, you have the, this, uh, chemical use disorder, substance use disorder, excuse me, that um, creates very real changes in the brain that are reflected in their actions and behaviors. So it was just uh, going down memory lane of all of all of those times. Yeah. And that's really difficult to process for them, for you, for everyone around you. And you can't judge yourself too harshly on however you handled it because you were also doing your best and your brain was also impacted by the trauma of the constant I'll do better won't do better we'll do better won't do better which I don't know all of the specifics but in most of them it's it's like a today's a new beginning and then whoops yeah and 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 with the best of intentions too I think I will I do want to say and I don't want to get on a side track of addiction but um but I'm addicted to negative emotions so you know (laughs) uh it's sort of on topic uh uh, what was it? Oh, I just want to own my shit. I was a terrible person in that relationship. That relationship brought out the absolute worst in me and I did not treat this individual. Uh, I did not give them my best. I definitely, uh, put a lot of my shit on them too. So there is no, no, um, animosity there, like all is well. And, uh, but, uh, 
with with addiction the that what you're saying like the today's a new day and I'll do better just anyone who's dealt with a partner or loved one that struggles with addiction issues and you hear them say that and then uh, they don't follow through something that I dealt with for a really long time with that was thinking um, that they were lying that that was a lie and uh, and that's just not true <laughs> that's not true at all what that means is is that the individual doesn't have an understanding of the actual disease that they're dealing with and the idea is not to stop using the idea is to get help because that's the only way that any real change can be made so that's honestly why I got into um, uh, drug counseling was because of that relationship because I spent that whole relationship telling this individual that they needed to choose me over the drugs and I was completely disillusioned and thought that that's how that worked and so I went to school to learn about addiction in the brain and how you know what that actually means and what the consequences are and then through counseling was able to get a whole new understanding of what that individual went through which was really helpful ultimately and this has been a huge sidebar but it's all in the same energy, essentially, because that relationship is the first relationship where I learned to really repress my emotions because that breakup was fucking horrible. And rather than deal with the emotions of that breakup, breakup excuse me, I very literally shoved them down, put them in a box, and immediately jumped into a new relationship, a pattern of mine that has still been the case, and, um, and didn't deal with any of those feelings. So now... I'm sitting here uh, having feelings all the way back from like third grade that are like, are you, are you ready yet? Is now the time? Cause, cause there's a lot shoved in here. Have you ever looked at any sort of like trauma release exercises? Oh, I have. That was actually really overwhelming. There was a, um, I haven't done a lot of them, but there is uh, TR. I don't know if you've ever heard of TRE, but it yeah, is that's what uh, I was trauma. Talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was a woman at my old yoga studio that did that. And I had like one private session with her. Um, and it was really intense. There's also a, uh, I heard a masseuse uh, that locally that does um, uh, release of the psoas muscle, psoas muscle release which sounds really intense. But yeah, all of that. I um, I certainly am familiar and have been introduced. I just, I just haven't stuck with any of it long enough for it to be effective because as soon as the emotions get uncomfortable, I, um, yeah, I just run from them. But I'm learning how to not do that in this moment. What I didn't realize was that, um, how do you say? I guess I just didn't realize how how much there was in the emotional body. Meaning I've worked through this mentally. I understand what's going on mentally. And I've like had a whole lot of therapy over all of these things. But when it comes to work in the emotional body, it's completely different. Yeah. Separating the intellect, like you're intellectualizing your feelings instead of actually feeling them. So like you understand why you did it, but you never actually took the time to experience them. Oh yeah, that's such a great way of putting it. Yeah, I, I figured out why I did what I did and how to do different and how to be different. I figured out the intentions behind all that happened and the whys and 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 able to have new actions and behaviors moving forward so that I'm developing a healthier foundation for myself. And I understand communication and relationships and and like authenticity and integrity within me. But none of that, none of that is feeling your feelings. And that's the part that uh, 
do you guys just feel your feelings all the time? Because it's, it's, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it can be really hard to feel your feelings and it can be really hard to sit with them and it can be really hard to process them. And the impulse for me, especially, is to just be like, I'm just going to scroll on my phone while I watch TV and not really exist as a person and then catch myself over and over again. And I do it with my partner, too, especially when they are in a spiral, which can happen. Um, I'll be like, hey, what what you doing scrolling? Maybe maybe put it away. Um, and I'm, I get really, really like hyper aware of it at the same time. Like the more I do it, the more hyper aware I am of the fact that I'm doing it. And how do you so in the moment, because here's what I've realized, um, is that what I do do, do do <clears throat> when I am feeling uh, intense, overwhelming, negative emotion, which usually comes in the form of a panic attack. Um, which I've been dealing with the last couple of mornings, not panic attacks, but like waking up with that panic and dread that I haven't felt since like years ago. And um, which feels also, side note, this is a collective energy. This is not just me. I know, I know this to be true beyond a shadow of a doubt. We are literally all going through some experience of um, like getting to choose whether or not we want to keep working through shit or sort of level up and deal with other things. So it's like, is the past baggage and things that are weighing you down and clunking up your energy, have you worked through them? Have you cleared them? And are you ready to level up and sort of play in this new level of the game? Or are you needing more time, space, and energy to quote unquote heal? But uh, I'm ready to be fucking done healing, you guys. And I know I get, I hear you. I know that we're never done healing. But there is definitely a level of there is a level in the healing process as a human being on this planet where you move past the phase of, um, Megan, do you know how to explain this better? I think that what you're referring to is when you move past the um, constant triggers of your emotions and you get to the acceptance phase where you recognize your patterns, you recognize the way each emotion feels to you and in your body, you know, the best way to process them for yourself and you're not you're obviously still healing but you have like a more evolved knowledge of the process of how you as a person heals and processes these emotions yes beautiful thank you for that yeah you process your emotions in your emotional body you don't think about your emotions in the mental sphere and uh use logic and reason to choose to not feel things. Instead, you feel them in your emotional body and you work through them. So we are now getting to the point where are you ready, open, willing? Have you been feeling your feelings and moving those things through you? Or are you needing more time to be triggered and put into situations and circumstances that will get you to feel that whether you're ready or not so that eventually you do face it? And um, for me, in the past, when I've been feeling panic attacks or overwhelm, I would just implement like every tool that I know how to how to implement to feel better in that moment. And uh, what I'm realizing right now is that's not the work. <laughs> the work is to just f feel it fully, to just feel it fully. And then doing that, like having the actual experience of doing that felt like, um, like uh, literally the experience of what Megan was talking about. So it felt like, oh, okay, now my whole life has to change. I need to uh, 
not be doing anything that I'm doing because who am I to be giving guidance in this condition? I need to only, uh, but then if I'm not, you know, doing counseling sessions or this other stuff on the side, then I need more income. So that means I need to pick up more waitressing sessions, but then that would just send me into a spiral. So even that is avoiding feeling the feelings because rather than just feeling the feelings, my brain started creating a new timeline for myself, which is also escapism. So it's just so layered and complicated, but I want to be super honest and real with you guys because I know that I'm not the only one going through this. And I know Megan's going through it too. Yeah. A big thing for me whenever it comes to like sitting in my feelings is often one big feeling feels like a like a a, a floodgate a fu- floodgate latch so the second i'm like oh this really bad thing my brain and my body and everything about me is like all of these other ones and then those all lead to their own little sub feelings and it's like i have to feel instead of getting to feel one at a time i have to feel them all at once so it's like oh i'm really sad because the chips I want are, uh, I don't even eat chips that often. Why do I use chips as like a thing? But the, the savory snack of my choice is no longer available for me to eat. And I am sad about that. And I don't feel like going to get more or whatever. And then I'm like, well, why don't you feel like going to get more? And then sometimes the part of my brain will be like, well, you, you just suck. And why do you suck? And then I remember something that like my partner did like 10 years ago and I'm suddenly upset about it. And then that leads to like 15 other memories that I had repressed. And, um, it just, it, it, all it feels too big sometimes. Um, I do want to talk about my trigger about like why I was in the same energy. And I guess we both, oh, actually, if we went back a little bit, we both kind of had a similar trigger. And that was that we both got really excited about some future plans. We actually have a, a podcast episode that we've not edited or put out yet where we talk about those plans. And we were very excited about this timeline and this future. And yes, 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 this is it. This is the thing. This is the the thing that leads us to all the other things that we can see so clearly. And so... um in the excitement of that and like doing something for myself and being so proud of myself. And I got the camera that I've been wanting for a really long time since I, since when I used to do wedding photography and videography and stuff and was really into the whole sphere. And, but at the time I couldn't afford anything like that. And now I can. Um, so I got it, this very expensive, nice camera. And that was specific to that timeline where I was doing the thing. I was committing to spending time on myself. I was committing to being present for myself and showing up for myself and doing something for my future that really put me in a good position and helping others and kind of making myself like a commodity, if that makes sense, like building communities and making content and doing all this. And then I just got really, really fucking triggered Um, because I mean, I had to do it. I had to do it. I couldn't just like dream about it. I was like doing the thing. And, and no, it doesn't. It doesn't realistically. I can do whatever I want. Um, But it felt like I was like taking this big step forward and like, what if I succeed? What if not? Not even what if I fail? What if I succeed at this and then I have to do it? Like I have to be committed to this thing. And I don't typically have commitment issues when it comes to stuff for other people. But when it comes to like committing to doing something for myself, that can be a like a, a big trigger for me. 
And then my thought process was immediately to go, well, okay, I don't, I don't want to do any of that anymore. I don't want to be anything special. Oh, that's not something I thought, but I've said it. And now, oh, is that what it is? I don't want to be anything special. Ooh, well, being percep, percep, what? <laughs> being special <laughs> means being perceived in a very specific way. And, um, but you don't want to be special. You don't, that's interesting. Let's unpack that for a second. What about being special is triggering? triggering? Okay. Let's be candid and real about this because like, I, I want to be, when I was a kid, um, I was special. Um, when it came to academic stuff, I skipped a grade. I was at the top of my class. I read every single book in the library. And then I started to do read books in the middle school and I was in elementary school. And then I started to go to high school and I was in middle school because like I was doing well and they wanted me to put this in the special school and I was special, um, when it came to my brain, but at home I wasn't special. Um, uh, and then I used to be really Okay, well, this is just like a whole other super young childhood thing. Um, before I had glasses when I was a kid, um, everybody used to stop my mom and be like, "Oh, she's such a, like a such a pretty girl. She's such a pretty girl. She's beautiful. She should model." Um, and then I had to have glasses because I am blind as a bat, and I actually had to had to have an had an eye patch that I had to wear because I had a lady lazy eye, and they were trying to like correct it. And then everybody stopped. Oh, my body's shaking. Why is this such a triggering thing for me? Everybody stopped um, thinking I was pretty. Everybody stopped, like, noticing me. And then I got really good at school. And I guess that was where I was special. Which a lot of this I realized as an adult, like, working through things. Um, I have some neurodivergencies. And a lot of those were probably just trauma responses and coping mechanisms for my crappy life. Um, but I didn't know it at the time. And then as an adult, I've always been special with work. So I had my first management job the second I turned 18. They actually gave it to me before I turned 18, but I couldn't have it until I was 18. Um, and then I was in management like very quickly in every job I was in. I like would get a job that was part-time and then turn it into like being on track to be a director. It was supposed to be like a temporary thing. And I always like just rise to the occasion and I've never shown up for myself that way. And being special, it's being special in a way that I've chosen, not in a way that's like performance based, you know? Yeah, it sounds like there was a huge trigger with taking everything that you know and implementing it in something that you're creating because then you might, I'm trying to reflect this back in the way that I heard it, because then you're following the template of every way in which you've self-abandoned in the past because it's like the glasses meant that you weren't pretty anymore and you being a uh, book smart or at school, like being able to excel in school somehow took away like uh, people perceiving your personality, like who you actually are. Oh yeah. Like you, I never had yeah. friends. I had books. Yeah. I had, I yeah. had, and then the person, Kylie, that was a guest. She, she's been my friend since fourth grade. But I love that podcast, that. by the way. Um, I was listening to that while while cleaning my house the other day, and I was blown away. I was like, "Oh my gosh, Megan! More mental health, like uh, mental um, 
health, uh, like real talk podcast stuff. Like I love that. And, um, especially because it was uh, like so grounded in the 3d, it was really helpful. Um, personally as someone who also has mental health issues, who was listening to that. But, um, so it sounds like here's what I'm seeing energetically. So, oh, hey everybody. So this is sort of an example of what I do in counseling sessions, FYI, which, um, my own failure we'll get to later, but, um, this is literally what I do. So as she's talking, what I'm seeing is this, and Megan, you tell me if I'm correct or not. I'm seeing uh, two different energies. One of the energies is you, uh, it's really beautiful, uh, creating like this web, this um, this creation where other people come in and then they are all working with each other and you, but that you're like creating this thing that isn't really about you. It's about something bigger than you and other people are coming and they're being involved with it. And then it seems like that's all very much in alignment and what you're sort of working towards and a timeline that's like way down the line. And then there's this other energy of you creating something that is specific to you about your talents and abilities and you are offering that thing to the world. And it feels like that is pulling on these deep triggers because then it's about what you can offer and like what your value and worth is in regards to whatever you can create or produce in terms of like content and things. And it's like, it seems as though you want to do all this stuff and you want to create all these things, but you don't want it to be dependent on like, uh, like the old work paradigm that you've had or the old school paradigm that you had. You want it to be a co like a collaborative co-creative project. Is that way off? It's not way off. I think that you're, you're pretty close on the money. And I think that a lot of it is about like I'm great with doing things when it is, involves other people and like they're the focus. I'm not super great at being the focus. I've never been good at it. Like any time anyone wants to give me credit or anything, I'm like, you know what? No, I'm good. Like, nah, <laughs> it makes me really uncomfortable. And I know that boils down to some self-worth issues that I've been working through. Wait, now, I'm, okay, but now I'm hearing something different. Not that I'm here. I mean, I think all of them are relevant, but the way that you just said that, sorry guys, you're all welcome to our therapy session. The way that you said that, it feels like nobody else is here. It feels like it's just us right now. <laughs> the way that you just said that makes it sound like there is absolutely a piece of you that wants that, but is afraid of it. But why am I afraid of it? I agree with you. I'm just not sure. Like, I have, I've yet to figure out why that triggers me so much why is it such a big deal to be the center of attention why don't I want credit why don't and I have some incredible abilities I have no issue saying like I can do things really well and I utilize my neurodivergency to my advantage and I I don't like to collect things but I do love to collect skills and I learn things really quickly and can do just about anything and I'm something I'm super proud of and but why am I so afraid to like be recognized you know no I, I don't think I really don't think it's that I think it's you're not afraid recognized. to be inauthentic I think that that there's a level I mean, well what I'm hearing from what you're saying is that uh, and maybe it's so like nuanced that it's really not obvious it's obvious to me but it, I'm like on the outside looking in it's Every oh my god, oh, I wish you could see the energy, Megan. Okay, hold on. Let me let me think of how to describe it because you do energy work, so you'll totally get it. Imagine that 
there's you, I'm seeing you, and there's a mirror in front of you, like an actual mirror, okay? But let's take that mirror off. So right now, you're just Megan existing in the world. But it's like, I don't oh, know why. Oh, I thought I was staring into a black hole when the mirror oh. away. I pictured like, just a black hole. <laughs> oh, sorry, void. sorry, sorry. Um, think, of, uh, think of what it's like to be you, just being you, be perceived as you and people loving you authentically for you. But then there's this shift happening in your energy that I see happen, like or I'm seeing it in my mind's eye in how it's happening with you in the world, where once you step into that position, okay, you're, you start masking. And you're not you anymore. So I don't. I don't think that you're afraid of succeeding necessarily. I think you're afraid that in order to contribute these incredible gifts and abilities that you have, it somehow means that you have to be inauthentic or mask or not be perceived as who. You, like I don't think you've been able to align those two things together yet and present them in a way where you can still stay you. Yes, yes, yes. And I've been working on dropping a lot of masks, ones that I didn't even know that I had. And that's a, a whole process of being yourself authentically is, is realizing how many pieces of yourself were just you accommodating other people or situations and putting on versions of yourself to, to make the situation easier for everyone else. Because sometimes it really feels like I have to be like a different version of myself for people to be able to handle me. And I'm not that hard to handle, Wait, I don't think. Will you say that one more time? I'm sorry. One more time for the people in the back. I, I don't even remember. like I have to put on different versions of myself for other people to like handle me to be around me to tolerate me to make them feel more comfortable and I make myself really uncomfortable to make them un like to make them more comfortable. So take that. Sorry, this is so important though. Take that energy and think about what it would be like to start creating content on a large platform where you're being perceived by a bunch of people and how triggering that would be. It would be triggering. In a lot of different ways, like it would be triggering to be a different version of myself because that would feel inauthentic and I don't, I would hate that. But then it's also triggering to think about if I am just being me, whoever I am, and I am being perceived as me, what if, what if I fail for being myself? Like, what if everybody Ooh. hates me? Oh, like, what if it was just the mask in the first place? That, yeah, that people were drawn to. Ooh, well, that would be great because then you would then you would know who you didn't have to deal with, <laughs> like who wasn't a match to your energy. But I totally hear what you're saying. Okay, yeah. so so hold on. So recap. So, I'm so afraid, it sounds I've always thought that I was like afraid to succeed, but you're absolutely right. I'm afraid to succeed with the mask on, and I'm afraid to fail as myself. Off. Yeah. Okay. So afraid. That's so fucking powerful. Afraid to succeed with. So afraid to succeed and have to live inauthentically in that success and or afraid to be authentically you and and quote unquote fail um, as you. I think that that's really what it is. I think that the success part is sort of irrelevant. I think that when it really comes down to it, we're afraid of being seen and rejected in our own authenticity. And that like that right there, I mean, that is the the like uh, cornerstone of so many relationships, people who are afraid of being authentically themselves within the scope of the relationship, because at least that way, if they're rejected by the other person, they know in their heart, they're not really rejected. It was only yeah, the version of They're rejecting of that version of me. You know, they were mm -hmm. rejecting that that specific archetype that I've created for myself. It's like I'm, like we're doing chaos magic 24-7 and then just um, embodying and invoking this other version of ourselves that is that way and then 
putting on that little that little meat suit and saying, all right, I'm a business person. That's one I've worn a lot is I'm business, Megan. I am professional and on time. And I say like pivot and take it offline and and business, 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 rhubarb, rhubarb, rhubarb. <laughs> I've been so that's, that person. That's, that's right where it is though. Like that's what you're looking at with this camera and with these projects that you're creating because you're trying to figure out within yourself. And this is so interesting how this happens on the deep, deep layers, but it's like, you're trying to figure out, A, how do you not be masking business, Megan, now that you want to get into the domain? And like, you're even working with the camera that you wanted when you were business, Megan, doing photo shoots. Um, well, that was a video- whole other videography. Version of Megan. <laughs> oh, sorry. Well, all the different versions, yeah. right? I mean, but it was like- a similar vein. It was, it was also, but it was like creative business, Megan. I've been, uh, you know, creative boss babe where I'm, I hate that so much, but I'm, I mean, it was of the time, honestly, where I was doing weekly seminars with people. I was guesting on podcasts. I was like, here are all these ways that you can find like the exact profile for your ideal audience and how we can manipulate them into liking you more because that was what was of the time. And I hate that I ever did that. I hate that I helped big companies do that. I hate, I hate that like. I will know? say though, the way that you just said that you were like on podcasts and doing seminars, my brain's like, oh, that sounds so nice. <laughs> like, oh, ooh, that sounds like a lot of fun. But I can see how if you're masking so here's the deal. So here's the deal. We are trying to figure out, I'm just, I'm sort of like working this through with you because we're in the same energy right now. We are trying to figure out how to show up authentically in the work that we do and not mask in the work that we do. And because of that, we are going to get triggered anytime we try and tackle some sort of project that our own inner development has not caught up to yet. Right. So it's basically like um, anytime that we want to move forward into a project that is for us, that's for uh, like our authentic self, not our like masked version of ourselves. We're faced with having to figure out who the fuck we are in that moment. Like not not a masked version of ourselves, but we have to like do all of the work to figure out what it is that we even want. What do we like? What do we value? What do we like? What what are our triggers? What what who are we? before we can even do the project. And then that gets really overwhelming, I think. Okay, that's a beautiful segue to into um, my fuck up this last, well, it wasn't a fuck up. It was it was a, it was a, a gigantic failure that was a huge lesson. But um, that's exactly what happened. I don't think that you should regret that at all, what you're about to talk oh, about. Because I oh, I don't, that- I don't. But it was a huge failure. <laughs> I don't regret it. I'm just calling it like it is. It was I don't like think a, a. It big... was a failure, though. I don't see it as a failure as an outside perspective. I see it as a learning opportunity. And you put yourself out there and you tried something, and 99% of people would never try. Thank you. Well, I am really good at that. That part, as a as a like straight up manifester in my human design, that is one thing. I'm like definitely down to do the thing. Um, Usually it works out better than this did. But um, so you guys, when I was when I was on my trip with Jensen, I decided, well, you all know this, that I wanted to create a Patreon, right? I created the Patreon. And while I was gone and filming that content, it was all it all felt it all just felt like exciting and like this is what I was supposed to be doing. This is the next move. This is what's going on. And then I came back and it makes so much more sense now that we're talking about it in this way, because I myself have been struggling to figure out what the fuck happened with this, because I came back and continued to create this uh, Patreon content. And as soon as I was back home, it it 
it wasn't in alignment anymore. It didn't feel right. And it, I was really struggling to like create content that was specific to channeling guidance for the collective when I personally was feeling like I needed my own guidance before sharing any other guidance with the collective. And um, what I'm realizing is that it's easy for me to be in alignment specific uh, to channeling, especially, and working with large groups of people when I'm out in nature and when I'm able to just be in that energy. And so, of course, I was motivated and excited to create this thing when I was in that energy for multiple weeks. But then coming home and trying to implement it here when I'm bartending and waitressing and dealing with day-to-day stuff was just pretty impossible because I couldn't be authentically me anymore in the way that I was. But what it helped sort of refine and define for me and the reason that I guess it's not a failure is um I was able to recognize like whoa I'm I'm just out of my scope here sort of like in the field we would call it working out of your scope of practice so if I was working with a client in my addiction when I was an addictions counselor um practicing something that was uh like therapy like um trying to think of an example like working with someone on their uh maybe behavioral disturbances because of their personality disorder that's that's working out of scope of practice because i was only able to work in the scope of addiction addiction treatment i was an addictions counselor and a medication and treatment medicated assisted treatment specialist so that was my wheelhouse well now i need to recognize that within my own authentic self outside of the professional lissa there's lissa who is an intuitive counselor an intuitive energy reader and a guide but the way that i work right now at least in integrity and authenticity is one-on-one in counseling sessions or energy readings with people when i open up and i'm channeling uh that information is meant to be like for this podcast and said as personal experience and like given as information, as soon as I took that and started offering it as guidance, I just got a huge no, like a huge pushback from the universe. And the message for me was like, you're just not there yet. Like you're not there yet. It's not in alignment. You need to do more work on yourself before you're capable of being there. And in my brain, I just had this idea that I was going to be able to go out into beautiful places and channel guidance for people. And that somehow I was going to be able to just do that. And that's a really beautiful idea and a nice thing to shoot for, but it also takes me out of my integrity of what I actually do and what my purpose here right now really is, which is working one-on-one with people to help align them with their own energy. It's not just the like the purpose that you have, but it's who you are in this moment. And you're trying to be, or both trying to be this future version of ourselves because we want the thing. We want the end result. We want the midpoint result we don't like the starting part we don't like the the difficult part we want to just like jump ahead to the end and that's not how it works but oh my god if it could if we could just decide we are that person and then just be that person and then not have to have that like transition period oh that'd be great hold on because as a as far as timeline work is because like i'm hearing things right now uh in a in a way that's really important so i think that you can like what you just said like of course there's energetic work that has to be done first but in terms of like hopping timelines and being that person i do think we can make that happen immediately i think what's happening megan this is so important i think that's what's happening a little what is happening is that we are we were about to we didn't do it thank god we were about to align with timelines that were not the highest timeline 
that we were about to jump onto and implement timelines that were not actually what we wanted, but because of our own limited perspective, we think it's what we want. But then luckily, because we're listening to our emotional body now that we're tapped in, we're able to feel the dissonance and the lack of resonance and we can go, oh great, this thing wasn't at all what I thought it was going to be. Whereas if we didn't have that skill, I do think we could have manifested those timelines for ourselves. And I think it would have been out of alignment. Like it wouldn't have been the best thing for us because we're just, we're not aligned with the energy yet of what we really want. Well, what the heck do we want? I think we both want to not have to work. (laughs) I think that we want to work on the things we want to work on when we want to work them. I think that we both are like, what we, what we really want is to have freedom to be ourselves and to be in our energy and to help people, but on our own schedule. Yeah, I think that that's hits the nail on the head. Freedom to be ourselves authentic. Well, let me hold on. I'll say mine. You say yours. Uh, I want, oh, mine goes down to basics. Oh, Jesus Christ. I want to, um, I want to have mastery of my own emotional body. I want to have mastery of my own emotional body. And then I want to utilize that mastery to be able to help other people do the same in their emotional body. And I want to be authentically myself a thousand percent in all areas of my life. And I absolutely don't mind waitressing or bartending. I really, I actually kind of enjoy it. You guys, I'm not going to lie. I enjoy being able to just go and be like, I'm a happily happy, bubbly person naturally. That's just who I am. So to be able to be in an atmosphere where that type of energy is not only appreciated, but expected, I can just sort of relax into my um, like overly friendly, slightly codependent self. And uh, it's not inappropriate. Whereas working as a methadone uh, maintenance counselor, I certainly couldn't be that bubbly version of myself. It would have been inappropriate and just sort of disrespectful. Um, but, uh, But that being said, and nature, and, and having much more involvement in uh, like just just nature. So what about you? So that's what I want. What do you want? I want time and energy and space to be myself authentically. And I want to make the things that I think of. I want to have time for projects. Like I want to somehow get paid to like, I really want to make this weird animation. I really want to make this weird newsletter. I really want to like make this weird avant-garde thing. I want to sprinkle things with my weird sense of humor, my personal brand of sense of humor, not weird. Um, I want to have space and energy to help people when they need help. I want to do, I want to be creative. I want to actually get to tap into my creativity I want to live on my own sleep schedule and I'd like to live comfortably if I'm being honest like I don't need a lot but I'd like to be able to like get fancy cheese if I want fancy cheese or pay for medical care when I need medical care. (laughs) That's not too much to ask for at all. I think that's that's not even yeah oh my god and you can have all of that you can have all of that. I think that, um, I think that I don't want to work on projects that I don't want to work on. Mm. That's a big thing for me. I have to often work on projects that I don't want to work on. I currently have a project that I actually turned down and I was super proud of myself for. Um, I said, no, I will not do this. 
because they wanted it in an unexpected, like an unrealistic timeline. And the client is, um, mm, they have unrealistic expectations of the time it takes to do things. Um, something that would take five hours. They're like, oh, it's like 10 minutes. Um, and then I also like, oh, and then I had to say no. I, and I was super proud. And then someone else gave a quote and it was a higher quote for time. And then I gave a quote and it was the same quote. Cause I was like, if I get the exact same one, then they're going to be like, oh, just go with that person. Cause they're available. And they said, no, I want to work with you because they've worked with me before. And so now I'm going to have to do it. And I think that's why I've been putting it off today. <sighs> so we keep doing things we don't want to do. And we keep feeling the energetic pushback and resistance from being told. Okay. So basically it really feels you guys like, uh, they, I talk about this on the TikTok, like, um, oh, by the way, social media break. And I'll probably still be on one by the time you hear this. I don't know how long I'll be on one, but it, it's been helping. Um, the uh the pushback so if we want to live in a world where we're doing what we want to do and we're offering what we want to offer and we're authentically showing up as ourselves it means doing all those things and living in that way so it feels as though we will continue to get pushback as long as we continue to engage in behaviors that we don't want to do now that doesn't mean that we're going to get pushback for showing up to our jobs but I think it means that if we don't take the time to align our energy to be okay with doing the job that we're doing, it's going to be shitty. We have to choose to enjoy the things. And most of the time, if I choose to enjoy a project, it, it's not so bad. But the second that I'm like, I hate this project, I, and it's getting worse. I used to be able to just be like, oh, I hate this project and I could force myself to do it. And now if I assign any sort of negative value to something, it is getting to where it's almost impossible for me to do the thing. That's what I mean is like, cause same. So, uh, for me with, uh, well, with the Patreon, it became so, uh, and just to be super clear about this guys, Megan and I have a Patreon for this podcast. I love doing that. That's really fun. There's no pressure there. It just feels like me and Megan are having a good time. That's literally what we're doing. Me and Megan just having a good time. I decided to then create my own Patreon thinking that that was somehow going to provide me with something that would allow me freedom to uh, like travel more and do things. So there was an expectation with it as well. And not only that, but I'm just not uh, currently capable of quote unquote teaching through my channel in the way that I thought I was. I'm just not ready for that yet, which is fine. I own that. I acknowledge that moving on. Doesn't mean I can't share channeled information. Doesn't mean I can't share my personal experience, but it certainly means that I'm not an authority in the information that I'm sharing. And I honor that. Um, but, uh, but we're not stopping our Patreon. The woo is fuck Patreon is still very much happening. I very, I love doing that. But this other one, the one that I stopped, it was the same energy. And I'm also feeling like, uh, the same is happening with waitressing and bartending, meaning it used to be that if I was having a hard time about thinking about going to work or whatever, I would just be kind of angry, but suck it up and do it anyways. And now I'm having the experience of like literally having a hard time making it happen and experiencing setbacks like uh, like sometimes even literal physical ailments that uh, – what was it? The other day I was having a stomach issue. This was like a couple weeks ago, but some sort of stomach issue having to go into work and then um, was able to get my shift covered. And as soon as I got my shift covered, I was fine. 
Like there was no more issue. Like physically, I was fine. So it's like the way in which our bodies are physically and our emotional bodies and physical bodies are literally resisting the thing outside of ourselves that we're saying we don't want to be a part of. So we really got to be careful with that because if you're still working a job that you don't want to work, um, you quote unquote don't want to work, then you're really going to be doing yourself a disservice by continuing continuing to tell yourself that narrative. I think we could all do a lot better by saying something along the lines of, I'm not going to be doing this long term, but I'm grateful for the financial abundance it's providing for me right now. And today I'm going to focus on blank, 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 something along those lines. And even when it's sucky, you can make it fun. You have to make it fun for yourself. Um, so like if I'm doing a project that I really don't want to work on, well, then I like treat myself like I get to listen to this audiobook, um, or I get to listen to this podcast that I'm really excited about, or I can um, listen to this whole album. Like this is an opportunity for me to listen to an album from start to finish. Um, and little things like that where I can kind of like make a game out of it where like how many different things can I get and like cram into in this time frame, you know? That's a great, this is a great tool for your toolbox this week. So taking, um, whatever activity. (sighs) So like, say you really don't want to do the dishes, like you hate doing the dishes. Um, and that's something that you struggle to do with on a daily basis. Like find something fun to make about it. So like before you do the dishes, maybe make it into bubbles and play in the bubbles. Like doing the dishes means you get to play the bubbles or doing the dishes means you get to listen to this one like special song that you like to dance to or doing the dishes means that in that time frame you get to like um, dishes means like fun, crazy hair. You like put your hair in a hundred braids or something silly, you know? Oh, I like the hair idea. That's super fun. That's a fun way to do it. Um, I was just picturing myself with like a, uh, like a straight up braid. My hair is so thick. You guys, I could do a thousand things with it. (laughs) But, um, and my mom also has like every color scrunchie known to man. Um, as I said that, uh, and then Megan, uh, started explaining the actual exercise. I'm hearing like my whole team be like, ah, they're getting it. They're getting it. They're getting it. Meaning it's not about not doing the things we don't want to do, even though that's ultimately the end goal. It's like, to me, I'm seeing a trajectory. And the trajectory is that the end goal is that you're only doing the things that you want to do. But that in the in-between, we're learning not how not how to gaslight and manipulate ourselves. There's a big fucking difference. We're learning how to align our energy with the things that we are choosing to do, as opposed to resist and push against them with a narrative that we have to do it. Because As we continue to align ourselves with the energy of the things that we want to do, this is sort of unclear, but I think I'm getting it, that we um, are able to use our discernment to figure out whether or not we can align with the things. So, So hear me out here. So if I'm aligning myself with, if I'm aligning my energy with the thing that I want to do so that there's no resistance to it, and if I'm finding that there are certain things I am incapable of aligning my energy with, then that is a sure, help me out, Megan. So that would indicate then that that is something I should not be doing, correct? Yeah. So if you're in, like you're trying to find the joy in something and you can't find a single thing about it to have a moment of joy in that or a moment of acceptance, it doesn't have to be joy, but it could like, there's something enjoyable about it and something terrible about it and it kind of makes it neutral. (laughs) Um, 
But if you can't find that neutral ground or that moment of joy in the thing, then maybe look at alternate ways to remove that from your life. Yes. And then that's what that's the message I'm getting is that as we implement this, two things are going to happen. One, we're going to slowly start to realize what our non-negotiables are in terms of setting boundaries with what's in our life, because we're going to recognize if we can't find joy in something and if we can't align ourselves with something, there's literally no reason for it to be in our existence. And the only reason it still is, is because of our belief that it has to be there. And then also we're going to start literally milking the good out of everything else we participate in. Literally, I'm seeing, I'm seeing something. um, How do I explain this? I'm seeing something that has two sides, one side's negative, one side's positive. And I'm seeing that the more you pay attention to the positive aspects of that thing, the more positive aspects there are to acknowledge of that thing. And that ultimately, the thing that you were originally just trying to do what you could do to align yourself with, then becomes something that is actually a source for joy because you are able to find the joy in it. And then you're also, again, removing the things that don't that where you can't hook or hook into or align with that energy at all. So then down the line, I'm seeing like years from now, we will literally be living lives where we are either somewhat misaligned, but like really anchoring in the highest timeline and doing what we like implementing ways that we can gain from the experience or we're immediately feeling this is down the line, immediately feeling in our energetic body if something's a no and then just not doing it, but not doing it from the get go. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, like my podcast is a really good, not podcast. My uh, Patreon's a really good example of that. That energy felt very much aligned when I was creating what I was creating, but I then took all of that material and literally created the platform and did the thing where if I would have taken a minute to just feel my energy in regards to what I was creating, I would have felt the misalignment there. And I would have recognized the misalignment wasn't about what I was creating because I'm sure someday I will have one again and I'll share that information again. The misalignment was about the timing and just sort of uh, someone said something, uh, don't share your cookies before they're ready or whatever. Like don't take your cookies out of the oven before they're done cooking. And it felt like that. It was like, you know, you have all the ingredients and everything's there, but it's just not ready yet. It's like still incubating. So it feels like that's the energy we're ultimately going to move into, which is really beautiful because then choices become much easier. Well, I'll get there. We're all going to get there. And I think that there's been a lot of people who have been in this energy of, especially with it being a new year, it's almost a new year. It's the last month of the year. We're all trying to figure out like, it's almost like every single year we get to step into a new avatar and everybody's like, I want the best avatar. And, um, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to step into like this, this perfect avatar that has their shit together. And I think we're all kind of in this energy where it's like, what's next? Like we're looking at the future. What's next for me? Where do I want to be? What do I want to align myself to? Where do I want to put my energy? And we all want the thing so badly, the end result thing. And it's, we're not ready for it if it's a, you have to Ooh, do the work. If you, yeah, if you're, I think that for both of us, if we are reaching for it, you're not ready for it. You're yeah, because you should be able to just it. like, like you shouldn't have to reach for it. You should just be able to put out your hand. And then it goes boop. <laughs> yeah, boop, boop. And that's, I, I just want to go for, full circle too. So I'm really proud of us because both of us this week faced 
serious setbacks with really big hopes and aspirations that we had for ourselves. And it was a gigantic opportunity to fall asleep and stop working on our other creative projects and endeavors that we're working on and just go full force into making money and not worrying about these you know, deeper things that are actually going on and the ways that we're being triggered. And we did not do that. We didn't do that. We're currently processing this shit together. We're sharing this with other people so that they can learn from it. And we are sitting in how gross it feels to think that we're ready for something and then realize that we're not. And that's a big deal. It is. It's a huge deal. And I'm really proud of us. And there's this like this toddler inside of me that wants to throw a tantrum, though, at the same time. (laughs) Oh, I've done. I did that yesterday. You guys, I literally yesterday was fighting my feelings so bad. It was like, I don't want to do this. I just want to I just want to not feel anything. I just want to smoke some pot and call out sick to work and like scroll on my phone and reinstall Instagram. (laughs) And um. I didn't, but let the toddler have the tantrum. Like, let the toddler have the tantrum. The toddler's well within their right to be upset. The yes. toddler had and hopes so and aspirations better. and dreams. Yeah, like every time a- I go full, I go full toddler sometimes, and I like get on the floor and I call it tummy time. Um, where I'm just on the floor and I'm just whining about all of the things. I don't usually cry, but I'll like roll around on the floor and then I'll just like rant about the thing that I'm upset about, and it actually helps a lot grounding that's a total grounding exercise for sure and uh like literal grounding i'm a floor person as well so i'm usually on the floor anyways whether i'm yes. having a tantrum or not whenever i go to someone's house though like i just sit on the floor because it's like i that's the place that calls to me and then it makes everybody so uncomfortable <laughs> i know can i get you night. a chair yes are you sure i can't get you a chair no, can i get you I a chair on the floor, and, yeah. that's where your cats are and that's who i'm here to see anyway is your cat oh my God, i love that that's so funny. Um, I'm just thinking, I'm thinking about toddlers having tantrums and I'm thinking about, um, I don't know, I'm just thinking about the energy of what, of what we're currently going through and experiencing. And I think that ultimately, like, it's really helping us clarify what we want. Because for me, you guys, like, literally, I was, so I was misaligned in my energy and I was thinking that what I was supposed to be doing with my life and in the world was like stepping away from from seeing people as a counselor and working towards some sort of platform where I shared information. And um, I don't know what that's about. But I think your intention behind it was like, I think that, and I don't know this was like a conscious intention, um, but I think the energy around it was money, please, for the future. Yeah. Yes. And it wasn't. Yes like helping people it was and there's nothing wrong with that the amount of times i've done things for a money please um is is oh you're not offending me i i think you're a a thousand percent right i think like i saw like because because when i'm doing sessions one-on-one when that's when that's what like not only is the money not really a factor but the the experience of working with the client is the payment like it's life-changing um pretty much every client i've worked with has uh brought to the table something really profound and sometimes you guys especially more recently so i have a new like thing where i can like do question and answer stuff and the questions people ask allow me to think of things in a way i've never fucking thought about them before so i come away from the session with all this information that i didn't otherwise have so that's pretty cool but anyways point being 
that's what drives those sessions. That's what drives those sessions is my actual excitement to be on the phone with the individual. And what was driving me creating a Patreon was a thousand percent money. Yeah. Like, of course I wanted to channel and share my information, but if I'm being super fucking real and honest with myself, I had some sort of diluted fantasy that I was going to get a bunch of patrons and then be able to afford traveling and sharing information as I traveled. And no, there's nothing wrong with that, but it means it's not in alignment. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. And, and I, I want that feature for you where you get to travel and stuff. I just think, if I'm being honest, I think that there's a version of you where you get that future in a different energy and it's it's from a totally unexpected source. Like, Dude, I feel that it almost too. Feels it's so like, frustrating like, now because it's like, what is it? Yeah, it almost feels like, and I don't know if this is a thing or if it almost feels like like you get to go to places specifically, like you're traveling to the places, like you're getting paid to travel to the places to like inspect or survey the land. <laughs> Grid work. That would be cool. Um, yeah, no, I told I, I well, just to be clear, so you guys as a as a and by the way, power's popping off like nobody's business. This is another big part of what's going on. Like as an intuitive, we're all intuitives. We're all fucking intuitives. We're all timeline workers. We're all grid workers. We're all empaths. Like we all have these abilities, but the degree to which actually side note, side tangent, but very important. I want you to all think about your psychic abilities and your special, your quote unquote special gifts as literally like playing an instrument or being good at math or understanding how to build a computer. Like we all have the capacity within us to do these things. But the question is, what are you naturally drawn to and what fills you with the most joy? So for me personally, it's intuitive work, doing work as an intuitive and work as like channeling work. So um, <clears throat> as an intuitive and understanding how timelines work, I see if you like, I know it's there. I know it already exists. I see the future where I'm traveling and where I'm sharing information while I'm traveling and where I'm working with people. And it's really fulfilling. And I know that that's in my future. So rather than the misstep was rather than just trusting and knowing that that is eventually where I'm going to be, I'm start, I started to manipulate my now reality to quote unquote, get there. Why do I keep saying quote in this episode, whatever, to get there. And, um, I don't need to do that. I don't need to do that. But what Megan just said, I feel that too. And that's part of why I did that whole sidestep thing with the with creating my own Patreon is because it felt like I had to do something to get it. I mean, you might have to do something to get it. We don't know what that something is, but it feels it feels like there's I absolutely feel that timeline for you very strongly. I just don't know how you get from point A to point B. And I feel like we keep going to like point Z mm -hmm. yeah. instead of point B. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, I, I do know for sure that I'm really grateful and excited to be recording throughout this entire process. And that is one thing that I, um, the videos that I do have on there now, I mean, I, some, most of them are public, but um, one of those is me talking about how I want to keep recording this process so that people can see how messy it is, but how possible it is, because I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, one day I will be there. And I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, one day you, Megan, will have your whatever it is where you're able to create all of these projects. And some of which I hope are on our um, website down the line, but like creating these things 
that you can share with the world in a way that is really, really in alignment for you too. And I just have I so love... many things I want to share and I have so many things that I can make that can help people and I can have so many weird things that are just like, they just make me laugh and I feel like someone else will also laugh. <laughs> you guys don't even know what this woman's capable of. We're yeah. talking like journals, uh, freaking calendars, uh, shorts, like animated shorts, um, v- music. Do you know that she creates the music for the intro of this podcast? Yes. And do you guys know that? They know that, right? Yeah. Um, that was from scratch. Megan made that. <laughs> I just, <laughs> so I just many like things. to make stuff. It's like, I feel like that's how I channel information into the, the world is through making stuff, whether it's something like boring, like a, a spreadsheet or like a workbook or a course or something kind of weird and fun. Like a, I have this newsletter that I want to make that's so unhinged. I actually, can I, can I like read the ideas I have for it? Because it, it's just so unhinged. And if you steal Please. my idea, like, that's fine. I don't care. <laughs> no one's gonna steal your idea because nobody can actually create your idea in the way that you yeah. create it anyways okay so it's a it's like a zine um think like late 80s early 90s like self-made zines um but it would be digitally designed because a uh, graphic designer here um so i have this idea and there's like fake ad I, I don't if you're familiar with welcome to nightville it's like this this um news broadcast from this other universe and it's so like everything's in this other universe so it's all kind of surreal and fun um but it's like fake ads for products um it's got like a tarot spread for the month a monthly comic because i've been wanting to make a web comic for a really long time um but like a monthly comic uh, a hyperfixation highlight so whatever i'm hyperfixating on the time some fun facts some art and design facts um a game show uh a movie game or show review, like something like a piece of media that I really enjoyed for the month. Um, an art feature where I get to make art and share about it. Um, I have like welcome to night style, night veil style lore sprinkled throughout. Um, it has art struggles. It has a shiny rock feature. And in my mind, and then there's also a good jar feature, but in my mind, both of them are just like, here's a good jar. It's a good jar. Look at this jar. <laughs> it's just dumb. Um, this is a cool thing a fake classifieds thing where it could be like definitely not haunted peanut butter jar for sale. Come and get it. Um, <clears throat> uh, featured intrusive thoughts with ratings. So I could like collect some intrusive thoughts that I had throughout the month and uh, give them ratings. Like a recurrent one for me is like, if I have food or a drink in my car, my brain immediately assesses um, if I were to wreck with that in my car, how much damage to my car it would do. Like, if I had pasta, how messy would the pasta be? Um, and that would be like a seven out of 10. Cause it can be kind of fun to think about. Um, weird data analysis. So like I go through like a, a set of data that's kind of weird and random and make like a whole dashboard about that data. Um, a Patreon support feature. Cause originally this was going to be like on a Patreon and then like a recipe of the month. Cause I love to cook. I just want to, can everyone just take a minute and like <laughs> sit in that energy? Because that's what it sounds like when someone has an idea that's authentic to their core, that's completely in alignment, that has no resistance to it. Like there's obviously resistance to some degree because she hasn't created it yet, but that's probably more time related. Um, yeah. Do you hear how she's not like, 
I don't know. I don't know if I should be like, I think it's a good idea, but I'm not really sure. Do you hear how she was just like, I'm so excited about this thing. I'm going to share these ideas with you and fuck it. If somebody steals the idea, I don't even care because this is just, that's what it sounds like to know, to just know that something is meant for you. That's what it sounds like to know for sure, beyond a shadow of a doubt that this thing, this baby thing that's growing inside of you wants to be birthed into the world. And that's the type of stuff that we really need to be listening to. That's the type of shit that like, I was not lined up with in what I created. And that's the type of things that you may pay attention to when you are creating because holy shit, if that's not in alignment, I don't know what is. And not only that, but there are so many ways, so many beautiful ways that you could invite the community to be involved in a project like that. And so many like featured writers or like quote unquote, like journal, like, oh my God, yeah, how many times I'm going to say quote? I think that it would be really cool if it like did grow into a thing where like people submitted things for it like they got to write a, a funny fake classified or suggest a product totally for a fake ad or something um and that could yeah. be like a patreon specific thing where like the patrons got to like like if you were on this tier you got to suggest a thing for the next month's issue um or you had like you got to be a featured writer or something for a section but um so i don't know the thing the thing this... that separates it for me from like um is it a money thing or is it like a thing that actually feels in alignment is I'm going to make at least one issue of this, whether or not I make any money from it ever, because it, the thought of it just really like gets that brain itch, you know, and it makes me laugh. And then that's how, you know, because the payment again, like, um, uh, counseling sessions. So I, um, had like a, moment where there was like a week where nobody uh, had any sessions booked and like for the foreseeable future, there weren't any booked. And um, I felt really sad about that. And then I had some people book um, yesterday for next week. And the elation that I felt, it's so weird. Like I didn't even understand how much I missed those sessions and how excited I was moving forward, knowing that people were booking. Um, That's the payment because here's the thing what like regardless of the actual money i'm getting from the session like the actual payment uh i now have an entire week to look forward to something that hasn't happened yet and i know full well that on the day that i do these sessions my whole day is going to be great because that's how it's been so far like with with every literally quite literally maybe one session out of all of them has been draining but literally every one fills my cup to the point where it's because uh, when you when you work in flow which we had an episode about that and megan's you can hear megan be in flow talking about these ideas when you do the thing that you're here to do it's literally like you hook up with source energy and it starts powering your battery pack like as you're doing the work so then when you're done with work for the day you're like oh my goodness i have energy and i want to be super clear this is not taking somebody else's energy it's being able to align yourself with like the core of it and then share that with somebody else and also be filled yourself so uh like what she's talking about right now that she wants to just make one one um uh what would you call it issue issue yeah yeah um whether or not it ever turns into anything that's how you know like that's how you know and do the thing because then even if it doesn't turn into anything it doesn't matter just the very act of doing it and that's why that's why the patreon for me wasn't an ultimate failure because i did have such a good time in the beginning it's like then at least you know you you did the thing and so what if it doesn't work out long term but also what you're talking about megan seems like just such a fun collaborative thing yes it Um, does and i i want to I think it's YouTube. I think your thing is YouTube, and I know you hate that. 
Mm. Oh, actually, time out. It's weird that you say that because that's actually very strange you say that. That's very strange you say that because everything I created for Patreon was filmed on YouTube, mostly YouTube Live, because it was the only way that I could figure out how to upload everything. But point being, there's now all these videos on that platform that weren't otherwise there that I can just make public if I want. Um, but I think me. that's how you get paid to like go to places is like if you have a YouTube where it's the travel channel and then mm, you are sharing your experiences and then you get ad revenue and then maybe one day you get a sponsorship by someone that's in alignment with you because it's really important to be sponsored by something you're in alignment with. Um, there like are a few companies gummies. that I would just take like sponsorship money from. Oh, I like, like that. Badass, like, badass. B- bitch Megan is here. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, I'll just take okay, your money. Squarespace sponsors everyone. So, mm-hmm. like, you know what? Fuck it. Well, we love Squarespace. Squarespace. We, I do love yeah. Squarespace, though, actually. Like, I genuinely like that as a product. As a designer and developer, I think Squarespace is a great platform for you guys. Um, their scheduling system is fabulous. I, yeah, I love yeah. Squarespace. Um, HelloFresh, I don't know about their uh, economical. Um, how good they are for the environment i know i do know they source a lot of their stuff from like local farms and stuff but um with like their cardboard usage and stuff that's not ideal but how else would you get it and that's a whole other thing but i would definitely let them sponsor me because i actually had HelloFresh for a really long time and um it was so much fun like it kind of like reignited my passion for cooking because i had gotten into like a little stagnant area but it also got very expensive um Sorry, I know you're talking about sponsorships right now, but I'm just thinking about what you were saying. And also, that shit got crazy expensive for me too. I thought that I was like saving money and like doing good, and then I'm like, wait a minute, these are tiny little portions, and I so, and this is so much money. I actually track how much I spend on groceries and stuff, like historically over time, because of course I do. And um, the months where I had HelloFresh or another meal subscription thing, because I kind of hopped around between a few for like a year, um, I actually spent a lot more on groceries. That makes sense to me. That makes sense to me because you're still going to the store for the staples. But now in addition to that, you also have – yeah, no, that totally makes sense to me. Um, what was I – oh, because you were talking about YouTube. I just wanted to say that's also – so like because I was just noodling that – oh, my God, I'm picking that up from you. Noodle, you say that. I was noodling that in my brain and uh, I was thinking just now, well y- – screw sponsorships or or revenue i would i just ma- i just like making videos to make videos and i can just keep posting videos to youtube cuz i like making videos and like that's such a different energy oh my gosh and the way in which we force things like like we don't have to do that yeah we like to force things we like to try to make them fit in our little box of how we think the current time and the future should look I and i'm trying to, to have an open box about how my future looks my future just has a vibe it doesn't have a box it's just a, an amorphous little blob oh another tool for your toolbox sorry but i can't go without saying that one because that was way too good so not only how can you align yourself with the energy of something that you don't want to do to see if it's actually something you you should be doing but um what's your vibe What's your future energy vibe? <laughs> not what do you want? Not what manifestations do you want to magnetize? But like, what's the vibe? That's I have a, a very one. clear vibe. It's chaotic and messy in like a beautiful art way. Like it's just like covered in paint. And 
it's comfortable and like cozy and full of love and just just comfort and art and space it's open Hmm. I was trying to think about my I think my vibe would be um fresh air okay now yeah now I can't stop thinking about just just what it would be like to just be in beautiful places um but yeah my yes I think your vibe, I'm just like from an outside perspective, I think your vibe is... And an energy worker perspective more than just outside, like you actually read energy. So, yeah. I think your vibe feels like a cool spring morning. I feel like your vibe has a lot of nature and it has a lot of water and grounding. I think that it feels like when you wake up in the morning and you have a beautiful cup of tea outside on your porch and everything is still... Um, but it also has a sense of energy to it that has um, kind of like um, an excitement. It feels like excitement. It feels like um, you're, it feels collective. Like you get to, like, you're so excited because every day you get to wake up and like you have like a a thing that you're doing with people collectively and it feels like you're sharing. Um, it feels like sharing. you're sharing. Really yeah. Yeah. I was about to say that's the most fun with making videos is uh, I've never had the experience and like TikTok did this for me. So like traveling while on TikTok, actually having TikTok followers, I was like, oh my God, I don't even like, it's one thing to be in a place where the beauty is just so magnificent that you're literally, literally, like literally pinching yourself and wondering if you're dead because you've just never seen anything that beautiful. And then to be able to flip on a camera and Phil, like, who's who's kidding? It's not a camera; it's my phone. But like to you know, pull out my phone and be able to film, film. Oh my gosh, I'm dating myself. What I'm seeing and to be able to share that with people, that is uh, that Still takes the hap- right. Well, I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> like, uh, it was funny because I'm like, pull out a camera. I don't have a camera. Film. There's no film involved. <laughs> it's just funny the 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 language of it. But um. Uh, for me, so this last trip that I went on um, to the desert and Death Valley and all of that, I went uh, the la- the trip I went on before that, I think, I don't know how many followers I had on TikTok, but it's en- exponentially great now. And I just did not realize I didn't even put together the like literal uptick in happiness that I would feel knowing <laughs> that I get to share these experiences with so many people, meaning they also get to see it because I know what it's like to be anxious and overwhelmed and having a shift you want to go to that you really don't want to work and flipping through your phone to numb out and then getting to see something that just really allows you to exhale and be like, oh my God, that's beautiful. Like I know what that feels like. So being able to be on the other end of that screen and being the one filming it and being able to write about it, because that's another thing that I, that fills my cup is writing about what I see when we travel. Uh, Ooh, now I feel like, now I feel like I'm you talking about your, um, your newsletter magazine. (laughs) Yeah. Anyways, I'm glad we're both talking about the things that really light us up and fill our cup because that's, that's where the folk, if if the focus is going to be put anywhere, which I think right now it's, it's in our benefit to just hit pause. Yeah. I think the focus right now is us. We're our project and we're the worst project we could be working on, but also the best. A huge work in progress, that's for sure. Yeah. But I'm glad that we now both I'm talked about... a tattoo that says, like, WIP, work in progress. 
It's like a little loading bar. Oh my god! But then it's going to say whip. Well, that's a really common phase in the design industry is whip, or the art industry. Oh, um, because I was just thinking like BDSM. Oh well, I know it's spelt differently. (laughs) I mean, maybe the loading bar is a whip, and it's curling out. That's kind of funny. That's pretty hilarious. I like that pun. It's not even really a pun because it's spelled different, but still. Um, anyways, I, I'm I'm glad that we both talked about the thing that we actually love and authentically love because I'm glad that you guys, everyone listening, gets to hear the difference in our tone of voice and our energy. You're all energy readers. Learn how to hear the difference in energy and read the difference in energy between us talking about the thing that scared us and freaked us out and triggered us and us talking about the thing that we love and that we're excited about. It's so different. One feels really heavy and sticky and dense, and one feels like literal air, like just light and free. Yeah. That's a big deal. And, big and they also, like, I, f- I feel so much better than I did at the start of recording this. And I would imagine they have, like, progressively gotten to hear us um, feel better. Because yes. I, I yes, honestly, yes. before we even started recording, I was like, are we even going to record? Because we both feel like crap. Yeah. Well, I feel a lot better now too, though, because it's like we worked, uh, we were, and we, and we talked about this, guys. We knew that we were going to be doing this, meaning we did not fix, fix isn't the right word. We did not process before this episode. We did not uh, actively work on working through our feelings and emotions. Well, that sounds together. like we like intentionally, like, okay, but normally we would work through it together and like maybe hop on a call or something and this time yeah 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 we wanted to process this in real time together we didn't even do like a long before we record chat which is what we do a lot of the time right like what you heard what you heard us go through we usually would have had on the phone before recording but we just decided that we wanted to do it in real time because we want you all to hear what the process looks like and we were both really like we both knew we both had the clarity of, oh, okay, we were just forcing something into existence that isn't in alignment, and we're going to stop doing that. But we hadn't unpacked that. We hadn't really talked about the the like meat behind it and what we learned and what we gained and what we're taking away. That all happened now with you involved. So um, it's okay to look at the scary thing, and it's okay to fail, and it's okay to have a really big idea and to just go for it and see what happens. But you can avoid yourself a lot of... Um, unnecessary like uh having to pull back your energy just by really getting a better understanding of where your energy's at in the moment and that excuse me is something i personally am still really working on learning how to do especially when it comes to implementing new things because i'm a counselor i know i'm a counselor i've been a counselor for 8 years now i'm i'm i feel confident in my ability to be a counselor whether it be energy reading or intuitive work but when it comes to content creation and channeling, those are new things. I'm still a baby when it comes to that. And so um, just like Megan is in in other ways with other things. So well, I guess you're not really a baby with anything. You kind of know what you're doing in all aspects. <laughs> you're, you're just a, a boss lady. But, I'm, but I'm being authentic like, is different. I'm actually trying to think of like what I'm a baby in. And the only thing I come up with is like I'm a baby in actually giving a crap about myself. Like I did yeah. years worth of work of like not hating myself. And now I'm like working on actually liking myself. Taking up space super, too. Yeah. Taking up space is a big one for me. I struggle Owning, with like, even with yeah. my partner, I've been with my partner for 13 years and I still struggle with being like, no, I want to do this. 
And that's not so, because of my partner being like unreceptive to it. I just struggle with saying like, no, I want to watch this now because sometimes like we'll have shows that we want to like that I want to watch. That's like more of a Megan centric show. And then we won't watch it for years because I never actually say, hey, I want this. And quick question as someone who uh, didn't know what she wanted. Do you actually know what you want? And you're just not saying it, or are you authentically? I'm not not really sure, to be honest. Like sometimes I struggle with differentiating a general interest with an actual want. So then, just showing up authentically as you, I think, is what not your. I don't want to say you're a baby at being you, but like I think that not and we're and we're both. I'm totally a baby at being me because I'm, I'm just now learning who the who the heck I am in my 30s. Well, it's so different. Who are you? The who are you in the woo as fuck world is such a different question than who are you at a dinner party. It's a different fucking question. So we need to all be a lot more yeah. compassionate with ourselves. And stop describing yourself as your, as your career. That's been a big one for me. I'm not, a, I'm not, hi, I'm Megan. I'm a designer and have three cats. That's nothing about me, really, you know? I guess I'm not even a designer anymore. I'm more doing development, but... I still am a designer. Uh, that's a whole identity crisis thing that I'm not going to get down right now. <laughs> Hi, I'm Melissa, and I am a say it, human say being it. currently incarnated on this planet, having lived many lifetimes. I'm now remembering, and I am super uncomfortable in my meat suit, really, really not clear how to process emotions in this uh, weird brain of mine but i am definitely excited to be here really love getting to see all that this planet has to offer in terms of like the beauty and the vastness of it all and one of my favorite things to do is have interpersonal relationships with other human beings and getting to see all the complexities in the way in which people work together yeah say that at a dinner party <laughs> well i don't know That's- i would like that at a dinner, at a dinner party but it, i guess it depends on the audience yeah, read the room, guys. Don't uh, That's don't get fifty one fifty. Okay, God, last yeah. thing, last thing, last thing. I gotta say this in that show, The Maid. Okay, uh, I have a slight beef with Netflix and how they keep implanting truths into nonsense and confusing us all. Um, so in this show, The Maid, there is a mom who is being fifty one fifty for having a manic episode, and she's bipolar. And she's saying so much crazy shit, all kinds of crazy stuff. And she's like injured herself. And then she's speaking to her daughter and she's saying, but they don't understand. They're the real crazy ones. They don't understand. And the little girl or the girl's like, what do you mean? And she and she's talking about how the sun bends towards her. Like she is able to harness source energy and pump it out through her into the world. And that she is the creator. And um, I just want to say god damn it like that's so not cool netflix it's like literally taking truth like truth that is true information like you absolutely harness the energy of the sun and the source creator and you emulate that out into the world when you're being the truest expression of yourself and other people are able to see that and then like benefit from it and they totally had it had that information being delivered from a woman who is currently being 5150 for being in a manic episode and that just pissed me off that's all. Side side tangent over. Yeah. I mean, I get that all the time with media. 
and I know that that had nothing to do with anything. I guess all I'm trying to say is that you are the creator. You really are. And people say that and they're like, meh, meh. But like, uh, you're the creator of what's in your own lived experience. And then you're the perceiver of the things that are out of your control. So everything that's out of your control that you did not create because you're the creator of the things in your lived experience, not necessarily these larger overarching themes that have been playing out for eons and eons, you are the perceiver of those things. So you get to integrate that into your life in a way that's meaningful and beneficial. It doesn't have to be harmful. I agree with that. I'm distracted because I got an email with the Spotify wrapped for our podcast and I was trying to read to, to look at it. I'm just being candid about that. With a Spotify what? Well, the Spotify wrapped came out today. Um, What's that? It's the thing I sent you earlier where it like, shows all your music and stuff from the year. But apparently they have a version oh. of it specific for podcasters that have like podcasts that are hosted on Spotify or ours isn't hosted, oh. but it is available on Spotify. And so I got the email and I was like, ooh. Uh, oh, you sent me a screen recording. Sorry, I didn't see the screen recording you sent. I, yeah. I All I saw was uh, you guys, she did um, a bunch of work on her uh, home studio today. And uh, so I was distracted by those pictures because you sent me some of those. And I was like, just looking at all the reds. And the colors. And it's, I never know what's paint and what's lighting. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's mostly lighting. My walls are like cream. Um, uh, but I also do fun lights all the time. Because regular lights are boring. Well, yeah. And you are a creature of creation and ambiance. So. Oh, my gosh. Get some freaking like rainbow window cleaning. It's changed my life. I love it so much. I want it ever everywhere. Um. Let's put the link to that in the descriptions, yeah, because it really is that good. I, it's like six dollars, um, and it like uh, makes it to where when the light goes through, or when it refracts through your light. A, it's like a privacy thing, which is awesome because I don't like people to see me, um, and I never have windows open or like blinds open or anything because I hate people to see me. Um, but in the kitchen, um, I wanted light because it's dark, and so, um. I had the privacy cling and I got the rainbow ones. And when the light comes through, it makes rainbows in your space. Like it's clear, but it makes rainbows and, ah, uh, and it looks so good at nighttime and it looks so good during the day. And I just stand there and stare at it sometimes. <laughs> and it like increases the vibe of the yes. whole house. Cause it's, it's like vibes. literal rainbows. Yeah. Rainbows, rainbows. And, uh, you guys literally, we were both looking at this thing and wanting to buy this without, well, I've been wanting to buy one for a while and I've been talking to Jensen about this for like a minute. And I didn't even know Megan had gotten them until she showed me pictures. And I was like, you're fucking, I was literally just talking about Jensen with this yesterday. It's so funny. Um, same thing. Yeah, we have, I ordered uh, two more rolls so I can do the front door and then I think I'm going to do my office and then probably ooh. eventually over time, all of the rooms definitely to your office for sure for i can't sure. have plants because i live in a dungeon i can't have plants because i'm a plant killer oh i'm also a plant killer the only plants that i currently have that are alive are either propagations that are in water that i've not done anything with but for some reason they just continue to live and then um i have uh, two plants that are one's like a mother-in-law's tongue or a snake plant and oh. it, it won't die. Like sometimes it gets ignored for like months and it's fine. It's vibing. And then there's this other one. I forget what it's called, but it's also vibing. And I've had it for like five or six years. Well, I went the rest to all a Thanksgiving um, 
celebration with uh, all my my good yoga, which, oh my God, I'm so f- blessed to have the community that I do. Like just absolutely blessed. These people are incredible. Yourself as well, Megan. And um, this, this Thanksgiving celebration I went to, this woman's house plants everywhere, everywhere, all of them thriving. Currently at my mom's house right now, plants all over, thriving. Help us, guys. Send us information on how to not kill plants because I have literally not been able to keep a single plant alive my entire life. And I'm a Taurus. I'm supposed to know these things. I like understand the earth. I work with the elementals. I don't get it. I've had multiple, like I've had readings by different people and multiple different people have said like, oh, you're meant to like talk to the plants and sing to the plants and they'll grow around you and you have this great green thumb. And I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah. I do. Same. I do. Maybe I used to do like a vegetable garden every year that would do fine, but like pretty plants, like in, inside plants. And I think it's because I, I live in a cave because I don't like people to see me. Do not perceive me. My neighbors are too close. I don't want neighbors. <laughs> Try living in an apartment complex of studio I apartments. The when I did where live you in an know apartment, like half the people in the complex. <laughs> when I did live in an apartment, it was pretty convenient because almost all of us were second shift or third shift, which was great. And then the only interactions we really ever had with our neighbors was if it was storming, we all went outside with a beer. Okay, and that's just watched cool. the storm. I like those neighbors. That, nice. that is cool. Well. I hope it storms and you all get to go outside with the beer and watch the storm this week because that would be fun. I love doing that. And it, it's, I mean, you would think it's just, oh, happy uh, December, by the way, everybody. Oh, yeah. This is December 1st when we're recording this. And I think it's probably going to go out Tuesday because we haven't decided if we're letting or if I'm going to put out that episode from last week or not for Patreon. Uh, I think it would be cool to release it to Patreon. I don't think there's any need to release it uh, to everyone just because only those who are like actually interested in our content in terms of doing the work and really working on these things would really benefit from it. Otherwise, it's just sort of backtracking and confusing. That's true. But I think it would be good for people to hear that are learning how to decipher their own like intuitive instincts about projects and whatnot because then they could – pop on and listen and and see i think it would be good contrasting energy to like see where our, our energy is as we were talking about these things because maybe they can then pick apart where they hear inconsistencies but i also don't want to just be giving that information or that that like um how do you say sensitive content out freely yes. to everybody so, yeah well, well i'll do a light edit on it um to merge the files and stuff and then i'm not going to do a heavy edit and then i'll put it up on patreon as an exclusive tomorrow Sweet. And that Patreon's not going anywhere, folks. That one we're just doing for fun. Well, yeah, the Patreon, <laughs> That one does not trigger us. <laughs> yeah, that Patreon's good. And then um, sometimes I feel guilty for not doing more for it, but also we... I think we yeah. do plenty. Yeah, we, we do, do plenty. We do weekly readings. They get early access to the episodes mm-hmm. and after shows. Show, I think that's I plenty. The show. And there's a lot of editing that you do that that's involved in all of that with mm-hmm. the overlays and stuff. So I absolutely would not feel guilty about that. I think we do plenty. And I will keep um, sharing. Oh, speaking of which, I will share more content on there, especially now that I'm not doing something on my own. And one of the items I'll share is uh, from this cr- amazing trip I went on where I was like up in the mountains and um, got like a really strong message from the universe that was really touching. And um it's relevant to everything we're talking about right now. 
about feeling your feelings and like letting things go. So uh, I'll post that there and I'll keep posting traveling stuff was my point. I'll keep posting more traveling videos to our Patreon too. So there's more content that way as well. Yeah. And I have this idea for something I want to do for a video for the Patreon, which I, because I have two cameras available to me now. Um, Ooh. Where I could do like me, like my face, but also what my hands are doing. Um, okay, no, that sounds dirty. No, for like art. <laughs> to make art. <laughs> to make like a channeled art piece or something. Ooh, well, that would be incredible. Uh, you guys, Megan did a, a soul portrait of me a while ago that to this day is still like, holy shit, um, really helps to look at. And uh, I would love that. I think a channel drawing would be incredible. Yes. And uh, And I have to pee. Yes. So it's time. <laughs> um, it's also an hour and 40. We're at an hour and 40 at this point. We had a lot to unpack. We did. And I hope that you guys enjoyed listening to us unpack it. And maybe it helped you unpack some things too. Yeah, guys, feel your feelings. It's all good. It sucks. We know it sucks. And just get the support that you need to really be like held in the way that you need to be held as you work through this process. But it's collective. We're going through this. And everybody's on a different wave of like the feeling your feelings phase. So if you're just now catching up like I am with really feeling what feelings actually are, there's no right or wrong time. Just sit with it. I also recommend getting yourself Alyssa or a Megan. I hope that maybe if yes. you don't have one that we act as a good surrogate for you. And do check out our Patreon and like we're a community over there. We talk about shit all the time. So you know, if you want to share your feelings and uh, if you're doing some ugly crying in the middle of the night and you feel like you don't have any support, we would absolutely love to hear about everything you're going through and we would love to be a support system to you. Yes. So feel free to reach out to us. Um, I love talking to people. And even like we've had people leave the Patreon before and then my vibe with that has always been like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited for you to like go on your journey and do things on mm -hmm. your own. And that's awesome. You know, I never. Yeah. And it's it. like, well, because it's the energy is always changing. And I think that uh, people will be aligned with us sometimes and not other times. And that's beautiful, too. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. So thank you, guys. Okay. The world's longest goodbye, as always. We hope no, we're you terrible enjoyed. And we love you. Uh, we're both still booking readings, right? I'm booking readings. Oh, and yeah. Megan, are you booking readings? I am. I mean, I don't currently have any booked, but I, I am open to them and I love doing them. And I love doing the little little thing at the end where I send you the PDF with everything. Um, that's always fun. Yeah, guys. And FYI, like seriously, energy clearings, I've said this before, I'll say it again. She's really, really powerful. And if you're dealing with, uh, if you feel like if you went home for the holidays for Thanksgiving and you feel, felt like you picked up some weird stuff or gunk, um, booking a session with Megan would be a great way to clear that out. Cause I did like a black Friday she clearing does. and that was nice. Ooh. That is nice. I totally miss Black Friday. Okay, anyways, long goodbye. Bye, everyone. session if you want. See us over on Patreon. We love you so much. And thanks for being part of our therapy session. Bye. <laughs> Bye.